Hey, hey, hey. What's up, husbands and wives? We are back. Episode two. Marriage works is our topic tonight. Absolutely. We uh, thank you for all that have been subscribing on our online platforms, audio platforms, even those who have been watching us uh, also as well. And we are looking forward to continuing discussions on all things marriage. Yeah. Power Court is designed to help you remember and know that your marriage is not successful without the power. You can't, it don't work. If your marriage can't work without the power source, it's the power cord. Install it. What is the power cord of a marriage? The power cord of a marriage is the husband, the wife, and Christ. That's right. Christ makes the three cord strand not easily broken. He right. has to be in the center. And the power cord is also a product mm-hmm. of God's idea of marriage. Yeah. It was his idea from the beginning. It was never designed to fail. It was never designed, you know, for it not to work, right. you know. And so in order for it to work, hence the title tonight, you know, marriage working or marriage works. But in order for it to work, we have to stay connected to the power source. That's right. Marriage is designed to be successful. Marriage is successful. It is. I mean, it's not it not it can be successful. Marriage is successful. That's good. Now, what your marriage becomes is depends on how much you committed to God, mm-hmm. how much you are able to put in the work that we're going to be talking about tonight. But marriage in itself is successful. Mm-hmm. It just is. It's a hundred percent guaranteed to be successful. Absolutely. But without Christ, it is not successful. It is not. And even if you're thinking it's well, if it's good, it's just not what it can be. Um, Cause all success is not good success. Mm-mm. Scripture says it in Joshua one, that you will have good success. If there is good success, then there can also be bad, bad success. success. That's good. And so we want good success in marriage. What do you mean? What is good success? Marriage that God is pleased with. Mm, that's good. That's successful. That's, that's a successful marriage. Yeah. And again, if you think this is too much, I'm just telling you that a marriage without God, that means it was his idea. Mm -hmm. Like you didn't create it. Mm -mm. I didn't create it. You know, it wasn't created by the court system. Mm. Um, It was created by God. It's funny. It's interesting. And I heard Tony Evans say this, that we go to God to, and I'm paraphrasing, but we go to God for a marriage to come together. Then we go to the courts in order to to make it come apart. Wow. Uh, the Bible says what God has put together, let no, let man, no man put asunder. Put so if man can put it asunder, then um, we question if God is the one that put it together. Ooh. If man can put it asunder, then can then God put it together. Now, he said, let no man, mm-hmm. meaning that doesn't necessarily mean God can't put it together if man put it asunder. It just means that if God put it together, you have the, uh, you actually have the uh, ability mm-hmm. to put it asunder, to separate it. You have the ability. Yeah. See, one thing about God, he doesn't force us to stay together. That's good. He doesn't. But you have the ability to separate it mm-hmm. by not submitting it to God. By not submitting your marriage to God, you have the ability to tear it apart. That's good. And so that's why people take it to the courts to, to make that because they have no longer for somewhere, whatever reason, have not allowed God to be the source or somebody mm-hmm. violated the the laws um, and the precepts and, and all the 
plans and activities and practices that require your marriage to be successful, somebody mm-hmm. violated it. Wow. And it caused God to no longer be, or you, you, you no longer gave God the authority to lead it. Mm-hmm. And something happened to where now man has to be the one to separate it. Wow. Or it could be that you yourself separated it. Wow. But it can work. Yes, it can. Like it, it can it's supposed to work. It's, yes. And so we speak life. Yes. Those that listen, I really believe that somebody's listening and we have, we're blessed with some platforms where you can hear this audio. Um, of course, it's the only way to hear something audio, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but audio only. And then you can watch it and listen to it as right. well. And I just really believe that somebody that's listening right now um, needs to be resurrected mm. um, in their vision for their marriage. That's good. Somebody listening right now believes that there it, it just it's not working uh, and there's no hope for it. Mm-hmm. Um, and you almost like your marriage is on the ventilator right now. Wow. And it's not breathing on its own. Wow. Well. God wants to breathe life back into your marriage. That's so good. That's why you're on this podcast you, right now. You're here because God wants to resuscitate it mm. and give you sustainable life. And so That's we it. speak life to yes. your marriage right now. Yes. And of course, we're going to share some things and encourage you mm-hmm. in the word and in some in some of our discussion. But right now, I want you to know that there is hope. Yes. So don't turn it off right now. Um, there is connected. hope. There is hope. Yeah. But like um, my wife just said, you have to stay connected. Mm-hmm. And so this is your opportunity for God to speak to you through us in order to get that cord back in your marriage. That's uh, good. Scripture says that a three-stranded cord is not easily broken. It's not easily broken. You your spouse and Christ, Christ, you have the ability to be unbreakable. Mm-hmm. But if it's just you and your spouse, and then you got God on the sidelines, he can't, Right. you won't score if he don't put him in the game. Right. Take God off the sidelines of your marriage. That's good. That's Take good. God off the side. Let Christ in. Yeah. And right. not let them in when things get bad. Right. You know? Right. When, right. when you said about right. the sideline of the game, I thought about, we love sports, right? Mm-hmm. Especially basketball. And sometimes, I, I'm not a coach. Don't get me wrong. But sometimes, <laughs> what is it? Oh. Got basketball on my shirt. Like, those who are listening on that? Yep. I was like, what is that? But, so I love basketball, right? But, again, let me say, I'm not a coach. I can't tell people how to do their job. However, Sometimes some of the most frustrating things is to see someone on the sideline wow. that, you know, could do something, yeah. you know, or could have done something a long time ago. Mm-hmm. And we put them in the last few seconds yeah. when it's over or yeah. when it's done yeah. or when it looks like no hope. And then we throw them in or we from the sideline, we're like, you get in, wow. hoping that something happens, you know, and that's what we do. Well, that's what I see in the sports world. So yeah. when you said that's what we do to Christ, like we have them on the sideline and we're like, oh, we good right now. We don't need you. Yeah. But when it gets like tough and yeah. when the clock is running down and it just looks like this, this ain't working. Go, come, come on, go ahead and get in. Yeah. You know, like and it'd be okay if he's on the sideline and he's coaching you, listening to him. But you, you know, he's trying to give us instructions. He's trying yeah. to give, he's trying to give you plays. Cause here's the thing. Oftentimes Christ is trying to give us wisdom in a crisis 
and we don't want to hear them. Mm-hmm. We tune them out in the crisis because it would mean I have to humble myself. I'd have wow. to forgive. I'd have to um, be nice. I have to be quiet. Mm-hmm. And he's giving us these plays in order for us to be successful mm-hmm. or in order for us to get out of this trap or, or get out of this bad place we're in in the yeah. game. And we're like, well, I'd rather stay in trouble mm-hmm. than trust you to get me out of it because wow. it would mean I'd have to humble myself. Wow. I'd have to, you know, eat what we call that pride. I'd have to eat that pride pie, whatever they call it. A pride pie. Yeah, yeah. I got I got to swallow my pride. Yeah, I got to yeah. swallow my pride now because he's giving me, and I know it because sometimes we have. And it's uncomfortable. A, yes, we've had a <laughs> we've had a disagreement. Yeah, and uh, the Holy Spirit is telling me. Or the things that I remember that can get us out of it. And it's like, yeah, that would work, but it would mean I'd have to not be upset anymore. And right now, being <laughs> upset, as weird as it sounds, is is easier. Feels right. Even if it's not comfortable. That's what I'm saying. It's like we like discomfort. Mm. Sometimes we'd rather have discomfort than have unity. We'd rather have discomfort than have harmony. And God wants you to have a harmonious marriage. And so we got to be willing to get out of our comfort zone of disagreement. Or I say it like this, get out of our, and it's not even comfortable. We got to be willing. I want you to hear this clearly. Get out of our comfort zone of conflict, Mm. right? Stop being comfortable in in conflict. Wow. I'm not saying you're never going to have confrontation. I'm not saying you're not going to have conflict. Right. But don't be comfortable in it. Yeah. Meaning don't be in a place where, and and I know people saying, well, you know, you got to be comfortable with confrontation. Nope. There's a difference between being comfortable with confrontation and Mm -hmm, conflict mm -hmm. and um, being familiar with it and and understanding that it's going to happen. Totally different. It's good. We don't want it to happen, Mm -mm. but we recognize it's going to happen. Yeah. And I need to know how to uh, handle it when it happens. Mm -hmm. But it doesn't mean I have to be comfortable in it. Mm -hmm. I don't want you to rest there. What I want you to be comfortable with is getting out of it. Mm -hmm. Be comfortable with unity. Be comfortable with agreement because how can two walk Walk together together. except they agree right and we have to have agreement and so we're going to talk about again our topic episode two we said it earlier marriage Marriage works works. all right meaning it can work but also we're going to talk about the works right that can make it work right and one of those things that you just now said was unity and and, in order for and that is one of the works of marriage that's right in order for it to be successful like there has to be Mm unity because yeah. where there's division yeah it's like how can we walk together except we agree yeah how can we grow together if we're divided right how can we move forward if we're separated like it just does not work that yeah. way yeah and yeah. so we have to actually like pull back like even talking about like the things that are uncomfortable yeah. in marriage like i mean they used to say like misery loves company like no i don't think we should like nobody should just like want to be miserable Like not be happy and want confrontation and all those things, but it has to be unity. Like we have to understand that where there's unity, you know, Christ, like he, he, he dwells in unity, he thrives in unity. And so that's what makes our marriage, you know, work in unity. And it it was um, something that I wanted to share um, on the audio. And uh, even with you guys watching, it says as a couple, we haven't mastered. This came from my power court prayer journal. But as a couple, we haven't mastered how to do marriage without fault. So we should strive to grow, work together, and be the best we can be daily. 
just as we should be doing regarding our relationship with God. And so in order for our marriage to work and one of the works, like I said, unity, and that's Christ in the church. Like we have to be one with him. And when we're one with him, we're able to hear what he's saying. We're able to follow him. We're able to, you know, uh, do the uncomfortable That's things. Right. That's right. And so the same thing in our marriage where we're, where we're unified, then we, our ears are more attentive to each other. Right. You know right. what I mean? Like right. I can actually hear what you're saying when I'm trying to work with you. But if I'm just like, I ain't really feeling this right now. I'm not feeling what you're saying. My ears are literally like shut, closed to whatever is happening. Cause I don't want unity right now, you know? And right. so, and that, and that's a trick of the enemy, which is why the enemy works so hard mm. to cause division yeah. in marriage because yeah. he know if there's no unity, it won't work. It won't work. Ephesians four says this, and it talks about the unity that star is talking about. And it says, and this Ephesians four verse two. Mm-hmm. Well, I'll start with verse one. Uh, I urge you as a prisoner in the Lord to live worthy of the calling you have received That's good. with all humility and gentleness, with patience, bearing with one another in love, making every effort to keep the unity of the spirit through the bond of peace. Mm-hmm. And pretty much when I hear that, I'm thinking if you're married, act like it. That's good. See, verse one says, live worthy of your calling. Mm-hmm. If you were called to be married again, and it's the beautiful thing about a, a calling to be married, is that you weren't forced, you know, you can, you were called to be married, but you didn't have to, you didn't have to accept the call. I think we forget that. You did not have to accept the call. (laughs) You could have easily Mm -hmm. just said, no, you know, I, I'm going to decline this call. I'm going to ignore the call, you know, (laughs) and you wouldn't be wrong. Like God allows it to be a choice. Mm -hmm. But once you answered the call, now you got to walk like, live like that's you good. answered that call that's good like you can't be married and then decide to now live independently in a marriage that's good it, it doesn't work like that you have to now live where they're calling how do you do that that means you got to humble yourself yes like so one of the ways one of the works of marriage is is humble yourself that mm-hmm. i would say that is primitive as it relates to being married aside from understanding that we're both married to Christ first. Yeah, that's good. And so everybody in, in the course, there's sometimes the marriage, the Bible talks about how if there's a one in the marriage, then the spouse can sanctify the other spouse. So mm-hmm. the wife can sanctify the husband. Mm-hmm. So there, there's a, there are times in your marriage where everybody's not going to be on the same page right. about right. the power cord. You know, I mean, both of you might not be on the same page and that's why we're, we're sharing this with you, but there might be one that is not with it, mm-hmm. but you are. And if mm-hmm. that's the case, then you have the opportunity to win over your spouse. That's good. Not by yourself, but in him, in the Lord. In him. But in that, humble yourself. Mm-hmm. So when you humble yourself, you are, you, you're taking on a lowly approach to keeping the unif- keeping unity. That's good. And the way you keep it lowly, the way you're lowly is you're not trying to um, uh, boss somebody right not beating somebody right. else right. up with the knowledge that you have right that might be at more advanced than the person that you are you're married to that's right like you might know more about how to be married you might know more about the things of god you mm-hmm. might you might know more about how to handle your finance you might know more about the art of communication 
you might you just might have it all together and your spouse might not be where you are. Mm -hmm. And so and in that it can be intimidating mm -hmm. if you use your advanced knowledge to browbeat someone with this information that you have that it took you a while to get. Wow. Mm -hmm. See, you, it's almost like we forget that the same grace that God had for us that we're supposed to be giving it to somebody else. Mm -hmm. Bible says that we're reconciled to reconcile. That's good. We're reconciled to reconcile. So we have been reconciled. Mm -hmm. We are now anointed by God to, to minister reconciliation. Mm -hmm. Meaning we're supposed to be ministering the art of unity. We're supposed to be ministering the power of God restoring man that's good. back to fellowship with him. Mm -hmm. But that's all about marriage. Right. Marriage is all about restoring the fellowship, or keeping the fellowship. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so the reminder is that you represent Christ in the church. Ephesians 5. Now, the first episode, go check that out. We read from Ephesians 5, mm -hmm. uh, 21, 15, 29, where we talked about how Jesus, our marriages are like Christ in the church. Mm -hmm. And so because we illustrate that, it's a constant reminder of how our lifestyle is supposed to be expressed in mm -hmm. our marriage. That's good. Like it's supposed to constantly be about a, a humility, a dying, a loving, mm -hmm. a honoring, mm -hmm. a cherishing, and a gentleness. And so all this speaks is of being, being humble, mm -hmm. being a low approach. And why are you why are you a low approach? Because that's a servant's heart. That's a servant's heart. Right. When you're humble, you're serving. Mm -hmm. So if anybody who thought humble mean you had to be inferior, that's not that at all. That's good. Humility is serving. Mm -hmm. How do I, it's serving you. Mm -hmm. And so I'm serving you this information that has helped me. Right. Because I want to help you. That's good. And I'm not helping you because I am looking down on you. I'm helping you because I'm, I want to pick you up. And so I actually came down so we can go back up together. Wow. That's humility. Wow. Humility is a coming down. That's good. That's brings, so good. And so if that's the case, I'm not trying to win an argument with you mm -hmm. because I'm winning an argument with you. What I'm trying to do is I'm here and I'm trying to, and I'm, and I'm telling you to come up mm. and I know you can't get there. Wow. And I'm yelling at you, come up, come up. Mm -hmm. And because I'm there, I'm telling you, you are not where I am. And then you, so, so gentleness and then patience. Yeah. That those are the works mm -hmm. is being gentle. A soft answer turns away wrath. And that's in the word. A soft answer. <laughs> and so marriage requires a, a servant's heart. That's, that's how good. you keep the unity. That's how you keep, that's how you make it work. It requires a, a, a servant's heart. It requires you being gentle. It requires uh, you being patient. Mm -hmm. And there's another part that in that same scripture, verse two, bearing with one another. That's good carrying each other even carrying each other's burdens mm -hmm. carrying being able to go through it it's an endurance that's why it's for the long haul because it takes a while it takes a while. sometimes it takes a while again i go back to when god saved me it ta it takes a while mm -hmm. do you know all that jesus had to bear to save me <laughs> Oh, and, you know, me, like, all of us. Like he had to bear. He yes. had to bear so much. I was driving this today. Almost getting emotional, because I, because I was, you know, now I'm in this place where I give God glory and honor. But I was just riding and meditating. I said, Lord, there was a time when I was not giving you glory, mm. and you were still getting the glory out of my life. Wow. Like you were still getting glory out of my life when I was not thinking about you. You had to bear with me. As I still went through my my sin, my mm. trying to think it was about me. You had to bear with me through all my issues. You just 
stayed with me yeah. until I got it. Oh, you're so good. Even then you even in, even when I was doing things that could have sent me to hell, meaning I was actually violating my God, our marriage covenant. I was violating the covenant and you stayed with me because you believed that I that I was coming. Mm-hmm. You believed that I would that we were going to be together. Mm-hmm. I just want to know in marriage, where where is your staying power? Mm. Are you staying with your spouse or for the long haul, like I'm not leaving you until you get it. I'm not saying stay if they're beating you right, up. Right. I'm not saying stay if you're um, being cheated on. You have those are choices that God can can give you mm-hmm, to make. That mm-hmm. God's giving you to make. You have options there um, on, and anywhere where you can be. There's there is constructive separation. There are different things that you can do to keep a marriage. But I'm never saying uh, be in a place where you're not safe. No. And no, there is not at all. No. What I am saying is, though, when there are reconcilable differences. Right. Right. <laughs> I'm still trying to find what irreconcilable is. But, hey, that's another story for another <laughs> podcast. But uh, because there might be some. And I know that right. there are some things that exist. Uh, but sometimes we categorize. We put things, lumps things under that because mm-hmm. we don't want to do the work. Right. Not for all. But if the shoe fits, put it on. If it don't fit, don't put it on. Don't put it on. What I'm saying is there are things that can be reconcilable but we're not willing to reconcile because we're not willing to do the things that we're mentioning today, putting that work. So it just goes back to, are you in it to win it? Mm-hmm. Are you in it not to lose it? That's good. That's the question. Are you in your marriage to have a winning marriage? Or are you in your marriage because you don't want to have a losing marriage? Mm-hmm. Meaning you're just in it. So you don't lose. And so when you focus on not losing, you lose. Oh, wow. When you focus on not losing your marriage, when all you're trying to do is not lose your marriage, that is how you lose your marriage. Mm -hmm. But when your aim is to win, then you're looking for every reason why you can win. Mm -hmm. And when your aim is to not lose, then you're indirectly looking for every reason that you can lose. And when you're thinking about losing all the time so you don't lose, all you have to pull from in order to win Mm-hmm. is losing mm-hmm. because you can't understand how to win because you've never you never saw your marriage as a winning marriage you only saw it as a marriage of defense well wow. never as a marriage of authority and you can't have that mm-hmm. if you don't have the power you can't have your marriage if you don't see your marriage as a marriage that can be powerful what am i saying your marriage you you're too busy arguing and fussing that you don't understand that God has a light reserved for you to be an example for your community. Mm-hmm. There are things that you both have gone through as a married couple that God wants to use to power another couple. Well, why am I saying that? Have you not noticed that when you notice certain um, power strips are put together, that other things can go into one power strip besides one op- one appliance or one object that you can do? De- because when you connect to a power, you have the ability to also share power with somebody else. You're supposed to be a power source for somebody too. Mm-hmm. God has given your marriage the ability to be a power source, mm-hmm. but you can't you can't be a power source for somebody if you don't first recognize the power source that you, you have to. That's good. And it's time to recognize your power source. And so some of those ways that we talked about in order to work for your marriage to work, you got to be gentle. Mm-hmm. You got to be patient. Mm-hmm. You got to be humble. And you got to be bearing 
with one another That's for the long help. haul, believing yeah. that my spouse is going to make it, That's that good we're going to make it. That's right. And I think when you said about the uh, power strip and the power source, it made me think about um, it connects to something you said earlier, like nobody made us get married. Yeah. You know, like yeah. it really was a choice. Um, sometimes we feel like, you know, we, we say that I've heard people say like, God, you gave me, you know, this man or God, you gave me this woman. But ultimately it really was our choice. Mm-hmm. And so we have to, in, in what you said, just now, like we have to, I think, recognize, like, don't forget who the real enemy in our marriage is. And so in order for our marriage to work, we really have to first believe, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. recognize and believe that my wife is not my enemy. Yeah, You know, my husband is not my enemy. Like, I have to believe that the person that I'm laying down with or the person that I said I do with, I have to believe that you're not out to get me. You have to believe that I'm not out to get you. And then together, recognize that there is a real enemy that is out to get our marriage and cause us to look at each other a certain kind of way. But to the scripture that you just read, when we recognize who the real enemy is, you know, and acknowledge him and and look at the doors, you know, that have been open in order for it to work. And when you said about the power strip, like, you know, have you, we've um, maybe had something that we have working with or using before Mm -hmm. and you, it's like, it's not working. And then I've seen you like jiggle, like jiggle something around and it's like, oh, it wasn't connected all the way or, oh, it wasn't, you know, it wasn't tight or this core wasn't straight. You know, it's always like a small thing that's causing a major problem, you know, like microphones, like it's a small thing that's not connected all the way, causing the power to come all the way through. And so hence our marriage working because we're staying connected Mm -hmm. to the power source, meaning Christ. And if there is a connection that's not there, whether yeah. that's me and Christ, you and Christ, or we've let somebody on the outside. You said about, you know, right. people like we have to realize that marriages need other marriages, but we can't allow messy yeah. people to dictate the outcomes and how we view each other yeah. in marriage. So it works, but it has to be connected to the ultimate power source. And that is Christ. Yeah. Yeah. We have to yeah. be connected yeah. to him for it to work. And if it's not there again, we got to recognize why it's not. Yeah. And it goes back to what you said. Like it, it could be uncomfortable. Yeah. You know, yeah. it, it's, it, it's not always comfortable, but with unity yep. and applied with the scripture in Ephesians, I believe Ephesians four, you know, that you just read is like, Oh no, this, this can work. Yeah. I like you know? what you said about how it could be a small thing. And typically that's, that's a lot of what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, those big things are, are easier to, deal with when I say easier, not that they're not that they're easy, but easy to do in terms of I can make a decision about the big things mm-hmm. because I can either make a decision to do something that's yeah. that's drastic to, you know, whatever, or I can actually, you know, make a decision to do something that's gonna it just always makes it it's a distinction there. Yeah. But those yeah. small things often leave you wondering and that's that this is that. Yeah. Leaves you wondering. Yeah. Small wow. things make you wonder like, did I marry Whenever you ask yes. questions like, did I make the right decision? Was I, am I supposed to, yeah, maybe this yeah. is not going to be. Yeah, the red flag. You know, Was it a red flag? How, we, Was it not? how are we going to work like this? Yeah. Like when you start talking like that, you know, then you know it's a small thing mm-hmm. that's causing big problems. Wow. Because big problems 
most people say, I'm out. You <laughs> right. know, when you guys say, like, I'm out, this is not going to work. And you actually move. <laughs> you actually yeah. do something. You know, a big thing caused, you know, you to make a, a quick decision. Obvious. But those, things. yeah, those obvious things, obvious. you know, and we don't have to go there, but those a lot of times, but the small things mm-hmm. are those things that make you stay for months and years mm-hmm. and you're still asking, am I supposed to be here? Wow. Or you 20 years or you 20, 30 years and you're like, hmm. You finally got your answer, mm. and then you now you're packing your bags. You know it what happened. I mean, you. I mean, twenty years, but for ten of those years, you was at. You was wondering. Wow. And you was in and out, in and out, wondering because small things. Mm-hmm. But again, you got. I always say this: Have you done all that you know to do that is right in order to win your marriage? Mm-hmm. But again, oftentimes people are focused more on not losing than winning. That was good. And when you're thinking about winning, then you're thinking about the only one that can help you win. That's it. Because I'm telling you now, because there are a lot, of, there are some top motivational speakers. And when they want to win, they go for the top speaker. That's good. When they want to not lose, they just have retreats and things like that. And it's fine to do retreats, but they have these different things that because they, they reserve like being safe. The being maybe? the best. Yeah. They're playing yeah, it safe. safe. That's the best way to say it. They're playing it safe. Cause, Cause they reserve the big thing they can do mm-hmm. to get the biggest bang. Mm-hmm. You know, like they know they can get the, but it's like, you know, I, I settle for this you know, inexpensive cause we're playing it safe. We don't quite really know if we're going to really win this That's year, so but when you know, you're going to win you yeah. go to the one. And so God is the one. Yes, he is. And going to the one means you're going to have to surrender your all. Mm-hmm. Surrender your preferences. You're going to have to get rid of your your what you thought is going to make a successful marriage That's and good. go to what his thoughts are about a successful marriage. That's good. Starlet, I really believe that we're going to have to come back with part two of Marriage Works. Okay. Um, we're going to go deeper in this That's good. episode. I really, I don't know how many episodes we're going to do with Marriage Works. I just oh, believe wow. that Marriage Works is going to be uh, something that we're going to help so many people with mm-hmm. in the area of that. Because even as we're talking and our time is winding up for this podcast, I just keep sensing that people are going to connect to this in a in a specific way because this is a season yes. where I believe the enemy is trying everything oh, yeah. he can oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. to make you think you made a mistake, mm-hmm. that you wasted time, mm-hmm. that years have gone down the drain. Absolutely. And what's the use now? Because mm-hmm. even if it works now, we've lost so much ground. Mm-hmm. But God can redeem the time. Yes. And he's going to redeem marriages. Yes. And there are marriages that have untapped potential mm-hmm. that marriage works is going to do exactly what Starlet said earlier. There's just a tweak. There's some some shaking that needs yeah, to happen. It's a little shortage. Just to yeah, just to fix the shortage. Yeah, yeah. All have sinned and fallen short. Yes, of the glory that's real of God. Good. Meaning all have sinned, all have made mistakes. All marriages have made mistakes. Absolutely. And fallen short of the glory of a marriage that works. Mm-hmm. All of and it and it can work. And so we're going to continue to provide that support mm-hmm. um, with some other stories and ideas that we know is going to. I'll help you. I love it. I love it. So you are there. You, you have it, guys. Right. Yep. So you got to stay connected. We hope you have gotten something substance, yes. if you will, out of episode two, marriage connected. works. And you heard on we're coming back for episode three. 
part two of marriage works because it. people need to know that's that right. marriage can work. Oh man, listen, that that's why we're here. We're on this yeah. podcast because we know it works. That's right. right. We're not doing this uh, for our health. We're not doing this just to play around. That's right. We believe in the power of marriage. We believe that when a, a marriage is successful, that a family is successful. When the family is successful, then the community is successful. When the community mm-hmm. is successful, the state is successful. That's right. When the state is successful, then the, the world is successful. That's Why? so good. Because a marriage was successful. Mm-hmm. It all, I believe your home life, what happens in your home on. Yeah. overflows into your community. Mm-hmm. So a good marriage yes. can save a nation. Yes. A good marriage. Yes. A good marriage That's can save a nation. Think, think about it. Think about how much as as a nation we look at a marriage of a president of a president. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And how their in mm, okay. their indiscretion or their success would it the atmosphere it creates in a in a in a country in a country. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I mean marital issues or marital success in the White House can make a difference yes to a, yeah, a, a nation because we we see it differently that's, that's why truth. we talk about it when you every time you look around you're looking at high profile individuals and you're mm-hmm. looking at their marriages and they're being discussed mm-hmm. why are we talking about their marriages so much mm-hmm. that's true if marriage was important it's not important and why are you uh why are headlines mm-hmm. about marriage about couple uh, uh, celebrities that got married right Right. And then why are there headlines about when celebrities don't, that don't work, work out? Yeah. If marriage is not, if not All important. Of the news. No, right. Right. Everybody's talking about marriage. Mm-hmm. And because marriage is a part of our culture. Mm-hmm. I just don't know how serious we are about God influencing our marriages versus the culture influencing marriages. Mm. We're on to uh, add to the community uh, truth about marriage. That's so good. Because there are a lot of lies about marriage. Mm-hmm. That has uh, been that the that the um, media platforms have been inundated with mm-hmm. uh, lots of mm-hmm. lies, mm-hmm. lots of lies, and we want to tell you the yes, truth right. that it belongs <laughs> to God. It belongs to Him, and it works. Yes, and so we're here to speak life to your marriage, speak life in your marriage, and, and speak, speak life over, over your, your marriage, marriage. guys. Listen, we love you. We love y'all. Power Core, come back. Episode three. That's right. Marriage works part, part two. two. All right. Peace. Y'all take care. Good. That's our little little podcast name. <laughs> little podcast. Little podcast jiggle. Little podcast wiggle. Why well, you catch your fingers up? Yeah, audio. Y'all can't see the fingers up. <laughs> y'all being robbed. All right, y'all. Be blessed. Be blessed. Marriage works. Oh, gosh. <laughs> oh, my goodness.